<laughs> now, <laughs> I struggled to find some intro stories this week. So, we're going to be talking about <laughs> something that's always entertaining. Mods, specifically for the PC version of Starfield. This article comes out of IGN, was written by Ryan Dinsdale. Starfield, you can currently mod... <laughs> There's a, currently a mod for the hairy <laughs> chest for men of Starfield. Made by Cosmos84. It comes with two options to suit different needs. For example, normal or furball. <laughs> Another from Sato upgrades the bland juice boxes of Starfield. This mod adds unique textures for the boring grey drink packs, giving more variety and immersion. Anime lovers can get involved as well with a Cyberpunk Edge Runners poster for settlements and home mod uh, and homes mod by Feel PO with Tabletop fans can change Starfield's board games uh, to classic <laughs> Warhammer or even tabletop versions of Skyrim and Fallout thanks to S- Scotty Us One. Photos of Bethesda development chief Todd Howard <laughs> can also replace every painting in the game <laughs> with Ro- Ronaldo Moons mod, and players can polish up Starfield's baseball and basketballs with the HD 4K balls mod <laughs> by Bulwark HD. <laughs> no confirmation Jesus. if that works on testicles as well, too. Yes. Some mods are really just for a laugh. Oh, yes, the Todd Howard one was a very serious mod. <laughs> very As serious, opposed very to these. Serious. But that's perfectly valid too another from bulwark hd calls <laughs> pulls a thomas a tank engine skin over vasco the robot while nicholas cage's <laughs> face can replace the flashlight glow thanks to brando man <laughs> and the sandsfield mod by bonobot replaces all of starfield's fonts with comic sans <laughs> last but not least a mod with j <laughs> j boot replaces the starfield title in the main menu background with Garfield and turns the planet into the big ginger cat's face. Everyone's going nuts with Starfield at the moment, and apparently modders are going nuts already, Anthony. It doesn't take long <laughs> at all. This game's been out for not no. even a, a week, unless you count early access, then it's just over the week. What do you think of all these weird and wacky mods? It's pretty fitting that, yeah, Bethesda game, like a week or so after release, is already getting full of these kind of mods, like. Skyrim and Fallout are famous for their mods where you'll have, like... I mean, speaking of Thomas the Tank Engine, there's the one with the dragons or all replaced with Tomic the Tank Engine, which is a classic one. Oh, yeah. Um, or Macho Man Randy Savage, like, voice pack, where instead of, like, the dragons screaming in the dragon tongue, they're all just saying, Oh, yeah! <laughs> Macho Man! Yeah, so, yeah, yeah th- this is pretty much to be expected. It's just, yeah, um... Can we get a 4K HD uh, balls texture on the genitals? Make them look as crisp as possible. I need to see the the weird veins and the hair. We need a, we need a furball texture on that. It needs to just be a bush. <laughs> Whenever you walk out, just a bush appears. <laughs> uh, I love the Nicolas Cage uh, yeah. flashlight. That's absolutely fantastic. Just... Everything Nicholas Cage, just just like you know, every pillow and cushion has Nicholas Cage's face across it. Everyone, when they talk, all you hear is "I'm a cat, I'm a sexy cat." Cat. <laughs> Famous oh, Nick gosh. Cage quote. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure someone's done it by now. When is the um, Starfeld mod where everything becomes Seinfeld? <laughs> Just Jerry Seinfeld's on every planet going, What's the deal with 
what's the deal with he spaceship wasn't. food? <laughs> the whole time, just the whole the whole game is just that. I can't work those vacuum sealed packets. Oh. <laughs> to reviews, your place to be for gaming news stories and also your place to be for impressions on the latest games coming out each and every week and oh dear, are we drowning in games at the moment in a good way, in a good way. I want these games to fill up my lungs and cause me to to gasp for air, these, <laughs> these games are just so, so wonderful and you know... Who else is so, so wonderful? My wonderful fill-in co-host this week and my amazing housemate, Anthony, from What Do You Think About This? Anthony, how's it going, man? It's going good. Glad to be back on the pod where I belong. Um, <laughs> it was. I'm sure the audience was feeling weird again. They're like, oh, this lucky guy's taking over for Anthony. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> we let him have a week. He, he, he would have he would have started feeling left out if it was longer than a... a, a, a if it just kept going. He's got to have a week here or there, you know. <laughs> but no, great to be back. And um, yeah, we are flooded with games at the moment. We're going to be flooded again in the coming month. There's like three or four titles coming out that I think I'm at least tentatively interested in. But oh. ugh. It's insane. I didn't even realize Mortal Kombat's coming out next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I, I haven't even pre-ordered it. I'll, I'll wait and see what the impressions say first before I pick it up. I'm sure I'll play it, like, sometime, but uh, uh, there's too many games. Too many games at the moment. Oh, so many games. And funnily enough, I think because, you know, we've had the big release of Starfield and, I don't know, if, if, if you're like us, Anthony, every everyone's balls deep in Baldur's mm. Gate 3 as well Mm. there's just so many games coming out right now but funnily enough yeah so the news this week was kind of quiet but before we get into that gaming news where can everyone find all your wonderful content you can find you can find me over at the what do you think about this podcast uh, where we're all good podcasts are sold your spotify your amazon your google and your apples um you can also find us over on twitter at W-D-Y-T-A-T pod. Uh, you can ask us any questions. You can ask us if you want us to be on your podcast or if you want to be on our podcast. We're probably going to record an episode sooner than later. We'll wait and see. Trying to think of a good new topic to talk about is, I think, our main issue at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find everything uh, my co-host Jaden and I are doing. Ooh. Yeah, I bloody love your podcast. I've appeared on it a couple of times, and it's always yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, everyone, make sure you go and check it out. And if you enjoy, what do you think about this? Or you enjoy any podcast? You you like you, you listen into episodes every now and again. It you know helps you forget about your troubles for a moment. The <laughs> best way you can help that podcaster out. It's just by leaving a cheeky rating and review wherever you happen to be listening to the episode. It's the freest way to help them out, the quickest way. It only takes a few seconds. And, uh, yeah, it really makes that, that content creator feel real nice and warm and fuzzy on the inside. Gives us the 
the gives uh, our 4K HD texture balls uh, some t- good tingles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Film that HD rumble. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I should I should mention it's the second week in a row now that we've had guests fall through. So last week we were supposed to have Semi D John, but he was having internet issues, so he didn't manage to make that happen. He's going to be popping on at the end of September, so he's he's coming around. We will get we we will see him once again. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but we're also meant to have um, Kat Benstead on. She's been on. Uh, uh, God, it was like a couple of years ago. Um, who fantastic guest? We had a great time when when she was on that time. Looking forward to getting her on again. She was unfortunately not uh, not feeling the greatest, so had to reschedule again. But uh, next week <laughs> we're having Live on from Between Two Gamers, and if everything goes according to plan, which who knows? Because you know podcasting and everyone has lives and things happen. Then next week we will have a guest. So look forward to that. With that being Ooh. said. Let's jump on into the gaming news. Our first story. It's about Larian, who seems to just not be able to lose right now. They're just (laughs) taking W's left and right. And they have confirmed Mm. in an interview with Eurogamer that there is going to be crossplay between PS5 and PC at some stage for Baldur's Gate 3. So there's no date right now. There's not even like some kind of window of time. They're sort of being like, look, we just want to <laughs> work on the game, get everything running well and like get to it when we can basically, which is totally, totally fair. Um, but yeah, pretty cool to know that in the pipeline, you know, we've got friends who have PC copies of this game who are like, I can't justify buying it again on PS5 only to play it on PlayStation 5 with everyone who are going to be very happy that they're going to be able to play with their friends who can't afford a beefy PC like they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, yeah, good guy Larry and does good guy thing. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, as you said, the the letter L does not appear to exist in their alphabet because mm. they <laughs> they refuse to do anything that's even slightly Larian. like... <laughs> Warian yeah, Studios. Yeah, Warian Studio. <laughs> um we, re- we released Bulwer's Gate Free. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just generally, it's very good to see companies like acknowledge, uh, not acknowledging, but um, adopting crossplay as best they can. Yeah, as they mentioned, I think in um, the articles and all the press releases for all of it, it was just a matter of I think cost at the time, where it was. It is so expensive to get crossplay working just on release. Um, it's also a lot of bugs you've got to sort out, and how you basically have to have everyone sign up for an account and how all that works. It's it is a very complicated process, but already they're showing just a lot of effort has been gone into making this work as well as it can for all the all the user base. And I think also we're getting an Xbox release, so it'll be. Hopefully, cross-play between all three, I think, at that point. Uh, unless they haven't confirmed uh, Xbox cross-play. But it would be odd to me that they don't they don't release that if all the other two are getting it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it will, but, you know, they haven't even got the Xbox version happening yet. And then, mm. is I know they're already having issues right now with uh, the whole reason why the Xbox version was held up for Baldur's Gate 3 is because they couldn't get split-screen co-op to work 
on the Xbox Series S, as as people yeah. would know, the Series S is is underpowered compared to the Series X. So I don't know if there's going to be more complications there. I, I can't imagine that crossplay has anything to do with that because you can get crossplay even with mobiles. Yeah, like I, I think people on mobile playing Fortnite can play with, with people. On oh, that's so you can have people playing Fortnite across PCs, Switches, yeah. mobile games. Yeah, it's it's all working. But yeah, no, we are. That's actually, I guess, a good thing to talk about. Because yeah, even I think the PS5 and in theory, the Xbox Series X, you can't get split screen any better than 30 FPS. Um, which is, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. You you do what you have to do. Yeah. But yeah, if the Series S, unfortunately, can't even handle that, it's it's not um, it's not looking good, I guess, for that release. Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, who knows? Maybe it'll be fine online multiplayer-wise. But yeah, co-op, uh, um, couch co-op might not be much of an option uh, for the Series S, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know if it's the kind of game I'd really want to play couch co-op anyway. Like, it's nice to have that feature there, but I'd much prefer having my own screen. It's not like a... I guess it weirdly is kind of a party game, but it's still, like, I feel like you're going to benefit a lot from having your own screen. This This is a game that, like, wishes it came out in the era and originally the originals did um yeah. of like land parties of just a bunch of people in the same room playing the game on different screens mm. um which uh spoilers for like maybe things eh, maybe that happened who knows <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's a game that screams land party to me yeah um so yeah it's but it is good to see that you know, Larian is just making all the strides they can to make this as, as good of an experience for the players as possible. And um, yeah, just good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what else is straight up good? I'm really enjoying it. Starfield. And uh, apparently I am not the only one who is enjoying it. Starfield is absolutely killing it right now. So according to stats released by the official Starfield Twitter account, on launch day, the account tweeted that Starfield had over 1 million concurrent players across all platforms, which is very impressive. And then later in the week, the account tweeted that over 6 million players had played Starfield, making it Bethesda's biggest game launch of all time. Anthony, what do you think about Starfield's unfettered success here? Uh, as someone who has uh, only a PS5, I'm blindingly furious. <laughs> How dare people enjoy a game that I can't play? Grrr. Hive mind twat waffles. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's really good to see that a game is living up to its hype and anticipation so well. And people obviously are... Um, enjoying it especially i think the player base there's a lot of um activity going on with the game and people seem to really be loving it and yeah six million um what is it yeah uh had in its first week or so that's that is an impressive number for a first week um like game like this only that's only limited to what two consoles really yeah so yeah that's that's really good i think people were just hungry for some bethesda rpg like it's been eight years it's been such a long time and we're used to waiting a long time for a a new bethesda game but what i think skyrim was 2011 and then fallout 4 was 2015 so this was by far the the biggest 
wait yet um, <laughs> until Skyrim, <laughs> the Elder Scrolls Six. That's definitely going to end up being the longest wait possible. But yeah, I'm I'm having a great time with Starfield. I'm not surprised that it is capturing so many people. I'm not surprised that it's really taken off. I am yeah. excited to see. Yeah, like what what they have down in the pipeline for Starfield as far as DLC and stuff is concerned. Um, yeah, bloody cool news. And something that isn't mm. cool news for horror fans is they're going to have to wait a little bit longer to play Alone in the Dark, the uh, remake. Now, <laughs> to be mm. honest, I'm not an Alone in the Dark fan, so I wasn't even going to really <laughs> include this story, but I thought, oh, perfect, we're having a guest on who is a co-editor on a horror website. Hear a scream. Check him out. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great work over there. <laughs> so, uh, I, I assume that she was probably uh, looking forward to this. I guess we can find out uh, in, in, a, in a few weeks' time when we do eventually get her on the show. Now, basically, I just also decided to include it just because I thought the, uh, the uh, uh, statement that THQ Nordic made about the game being delayed was kind of cute. So, <laughs> in a statement on THQ Nordic's website, so the publisher... Uh, of Alone in the Dark remake. Horror games thrive... Oh, sorry, it's a reboot, not a remake. Uh, Horror games thrive on the delicate balance of tension, exploiting our vulnerability and the eerie embrace of solitude. Envision yourself traversing a dimly lit house in the dead of night where faint whispers and unidentifiable noises send shivers down your spine. Now, picture this unsettling scenario... Not alone, but accompanied by a group of 28 intriguing individuals. <laughs> the fear factor dwindles, doesn't it? Hence, the anticipated release of Alone in the Dark will gracefully step away from the chaotic October 2023 launch window to the 16th of January 2024. Now, I, <laughs> I, I assume that you're not interested in Alone in the Dark reboot, Anthony, but I actually have no like- clue, are you? Yeah, like in the in the smallest sense, because it, it's one of those franchises that I missed because when it was popular, I was, I guess, too young to play the games to really enjoy them. Uh, like the the only one that would have caught my eye was the the a re- the first reboot of the franchise that happened in the PS3 era, which I think has been lambasted by critics and fans alike. So probably not a good starting point. Uh, and it, it's got some talent behind it in the sense that, like, you know, THQ Nordic do good work and all that. Um, but yeah, it's... I, I definitely agree, yeah, moving this away from <laughs> the absolute um, destroyer of any chance of making a successful game that is October 2023. It, it, October 2023 is so, so loaded. Yeah, well, to be honest, the thing that I'm thinking they really want to avoid is alan wake 2 like that too yes two horror games in the same month like the october makes sense obviously spooky season and all that but yeah i'd say out of these two alan wake 2 is definitely the one that there seems Mm. to be more interest with people seem to be more excited about that and i think they're kind of similar games like the very more detective i think style of horror rather than the more like whoa in your face style of horror, yeah. um, like your Dead Spaces or your um, Resident Evils, I guess, where it's more like in your face. Uh, whereas this will probably, I think these are more like slow, 
horror games where you build up the suspense and a mystery and all that. So yeah, probably probably best not to release uh your re your restarting of a franchise next to the continuation of another long dormant franchise. Pr- probably best to move it to a different um period. Though it does mean that you don't get all that spoopy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting all the, the weird, creepy Halloween vibes, that's for sure. Look, yeah. it, I think the only interest I have in Alone in the Dark reboot is that David Harbour's in it and, you know, mm. he, like I think next to Pedro Pascal, he's going to be number two on, on my list as my actor dad. Like, if I had to pick yeah. an actor to be my dad, he's number two. <laughs> My dad, my dad, tour. I don't know. There's like a weird, there's like a weird crunch in the middle there. It's like ah, that doesn't work. Uh. It's not a sexual thing because if it was, I'd be calling them daddy. It's a very, yes, very different difference. vibe. Uh, where Pedro Pascal, I think, is more of a daddy. Uh, I, I don't think yeah. David Arbour is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, he's not particularly daddy unless you're in like the, I guess, bear market, um, which according to the, based on those Starfields mods, more prevalent than we may have thought. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, you know what, what isn't prevalent, Anthony? A segment that we do on news to reviews sometimes. Somebody's leaking. It's not prevalent because we don't do it a lot. It's just every now and then. Yeah, about, yeah. <laughs> and we've had some I understand. juicy, juicy leakage. Oh, mm. yes. There's a Twitter account called My Time <laughs> to Shine Hello. And they've been they're notorious leakers. They've leaked loads of stuff over the years. Not everything has always been correct, but a lot of stuff has been. Uh, lots of Marvel stuff, it seems to focus around, mm. like, oh, this guy's going to be in Spider-Man, uh, all that stuff. Well, that account has tweeted out that Red Dead Redemption 3 is officially in the works. So, yes, we haven't got GTA 6 yet, but Red Dead is on its way. My guess would be it's, like, in the concept stages, like, they haven't actually started developing it, but, hey, who knows how true this is. I just thought maybe it would be a cool way to see if... What do we want out of a Red Dead Redemption 3? Like, what? Mm. what is it? Are you a fan of Red Dead Redemption as a franchise, Anthony? This is going to be sacrilege, I'm sure, for some. I have only played a little bit of Red Dead and was mainly, I think, Undead Nightmare back in the day. Oh. I have actually not touched 2. Mm-hmm. Um... And, yeah, unfortunately, I was going to say, oh, I'll play one when that remake comes out. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Apparently not. Yep. I-, I ain't paying that much for a okay remaster. Well, not, <laughs> not even. even. It's just a port. No. No, exactly. It's just... <laughs> it's... it's it, it, yeah, I think I'll just have to skip straight to two and deal with it, I guess, because this doesn't look like there's going to be anything for me to pick up on the PS4 ps4 or ps5 mm. um but i am interested in obviously another game out of um rockstar and people love this franchise it's glad to see it's i guess maybe becoming a bit more of a focus for um uh rockstar because obviously gta is their their biggest franchise like easily mm. um so it's good to see that they're 
focusing on their other biggest franchise being um, Red Dead, but it is also just officially in the works. <laughs> When's it coming out? <laughs> yeah, a billion years from now, am I gonna have like, am I gonna have my own kid by the time that this game comes out? Like, it could be a while away. Um, especially because we still don't know when GTA Six is coming out, despite how much Bill Clinton wants to play it. <laughs> um, so, like, it, this could literally be like eight years down the pipeline. Or more, because officially in the works could just be concept staging stuff. It, it doesn't yeah. even mean where like, oh, they're building the horse models so that its balls are even more detailed when it shrivels up in the snow this time. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, it's glad to hear that it's in development and that they're starting to make work, but it's also so far away that it's yeah. not anything worth getting that excited over, I guess. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You, we're not going to see we're not going to see Grand Theft Auto six until next year, maybe even the year after. Knowing yeah, how minimum. Rockstar develops games, so that would right. I, I'd say that we wouldn't be seeing Red Dead Redemption three if it is actually in the works right now until the very earliest, the very earliest, and uh, I'm talking about maybe maybe we'll see it before then, but this is the the very earliest that it yeah. could ever possibly be released. Would be like 2030, I'd say. That's yeah. probably a pretty it's- good estimate. So I don't even want to yeah. think about that. 2030 is so far away. <laughs> I don't even want to just consider anything being in the pipeline that far away. It is so far. Oh my god! Yeah, but I, I, after it- I'm someone who's a huge fan of the series, so I, like I'd love it if they made Red Dead Redemption games throughout the rest of time. The thing is, narratively, I don't know what they're going to do. So, Red Dead yeah. 2 is a prequel for Red Dead 1. So, are they going to go further back again <laughs> to find out how yeah. we got to where things were in Red Dead Redemption 2? Like, they're Rockstar. If they told me they were doing that, I'd be like, yep, they've got their reasons. They know what they're doing. Like, I, I thought it was dumb they were doing a prequel for Red Dead 2, but I, I thought it was absolutely incredible. Um, and it, it gives the first game way more meaning retroactively which is super bizarre mm. like if it's for anyone who loved that first game it's like it's, it's like you're getting fan service for the first game in the second game. It's, it's so fucking good <laughs> i'd be very curious yeah. to see what would happen uh if you played the second one first and then played the first game anthony because yeah. you have like a <laughs> unique opportunity there to view the first game with so much more context uh, mm. than the than what you have uh yeah yeah exactly it'd be it'd be interesting Ma- yeah, i don't know <laughs> maybe, maybe when red dead 3 comes out in 2030 you can play three then two then one you can play it in chronological yeah, I'm, def- order. I'm doing i'm doing some weird fucked order on this don't worry about it <laughs> turns out freeze the sequel to one so it's like oh i'm playing this in all who knows what kind of order i'm playing this in at this point yeah <laughs> honestly the only thing i'd want to s- See out of Rockstar. I know they're going to push things technically. It's going to be a technical marvel. It's going to look incredible. It's mm. going to do some really... They're going to do really cool shit and and stuff that you wouldn't expect and have very great immersive world building and storytelling. That's great. Mm. I just hope they lean a little bit more on the fun side and a little bit less on the sim side. I didn't mind yeah. the first time playing through. I didn't mind doing all the feeding and brushing the horse and having to eat and having to bathe and all the all the that kind of shit that you have to do as a human anyway. 
replaying the game, it becomes so much more tedious because you're like, I just want to get to the really cool story yeah. shit. Whereas I feel like Red Dead 1 had the balance of fun and simulation far better. Mm. You didn't have to like do all the survival stuff like eating and, and making sure you're stocked up on medicine. Uh, yeah, yeah, super... Yeah. The, the idea that we're getting a, a third is, is fantastic. Uh, I don't think it's that much of a surprise. The second one sold like over 20 million copies. So it is their yeah. like, <laughs> s- you know, second franchise to Grand Theft Auto. And I think they're aware it's never going to make the kind of money that Grand Theft Auto is going to make. Yeah. But they still want to keep making it, which means they're doing it for more the uh, artistic side to some degree. <laughs> which, yeah, you, you can't deny it. They got balls that... Mm. The bulls' horses extract and 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 <laughs> contract in weather, so they they're <laughs> artists, you know. Um, the, I guess the only quick thing I'll add on the as like a pin, I guess, to this is, uh, it's kind of a bit sad in a way to see that Rockstar isn't looking to branch out to like a new IP, so to speak, mm. or revisit some of their older IPs. Um, yeah, because it is now just GTA and Red Dead. I I don't see them. Like, unless they really decide to change things up at this point, I don't see them looking to a new thing, which is a yeah. which is a little upsetting. It'd be nice to see maybe, like, them approach something like, you know, everyone talks about it, like, Bully. Like, maybe, like, a new Bully game. Imagine, like, a Bully game in, like, oh. the current day. That'd be interesting to see how you approach that even. Yeah, or, or the thing that, you know, people would be thirsting for. They have some such iconic IPs, Rockstar... And I feel mm. like everyone's been saying this since the last title. And that's mm. when are we finally going to see a return of Rockstar Games Presents Table Tennis? The last one was all the way back in 2006. <laughs> I want to find out how oh, the story ends up, you know what I mean? Maybe a prequel mm. to the mm. Rockstar Table Tennis would be really, really good. Mm. Um, uh, we'll wait how, and see. But- will the balls, will the, will the ping pong balls shrink if we go to colder <laughs> climates? <laughs> Um, no, they, they they need to do something with Max Payne. They've got to. I know they're doing yes, the reboot. Yes. They're getting uh, they're getting uh, fuck remedy to do the remake, or mm. I think yeah, the remake of one and two. It'd be cool yes. to see maybe a reboot of the franchise or just just something something like that with that IP would be maybe that's really cool. maybe that's what they're doing. They're trying to test the waters to see is this still something hot enough to like work with or are people done with it? And I don't think people are done with it. Rockstar <laughs> are at the level where they really can just do whatever the fuck they want. It's true. I, I, I think true. If, if they were making another Max Payne, even without the... It's it's definitely not going to have the interest that something like a new Grand Theft Auto or a Red Dead will, but just knowing that it's a Rockstar game, I think has enough to be, get tons of people sold. Look at, look at CD Projekt Red. They sold mm. Cyberpunk 2077 just based on they just made such a good game with The Witcher 3. Like, that, that yeah. sold like... 20 million copies at launch something ridiculous and it was something that yeah. we hadn't even seen footage of the console versions by the time it was it mm. was sold to us uh a- absolutely insane so yeah rockstar i think if they just on their name alone they'd sell 10 million copies of, of max oh, Payne. yeah <laughs> no yeah. problem uh yeah very very yeah i just thought like it wasn't tons of interesting news so i just thought it was just a fun thing to bring up so we can just speculate and have a bit of fun thinking about oh, what yeah. red dead could be and uh yeah talking video games as we like to do on a video game podcast holy shit mm. 
Unhe- unheard of, I know. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? It is time for the games coming up in the next week. We have Myth Force coming to PS5, PC, well, to all platforms, September 12th. We have Super Bomberman R2. That's space R and then space 2. That's yes. coming to all platforms. Also September 12th. September 13th, we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Hidden tr- Trias of Area Hidden Zero trees? Part 1, yeah, the Teal Mask. Holy shit. What yeah. happened? Did they start hiring <laughs> the person who comes up with the titles for Kingdom Hearts to do the Pokemon games now? Cause yeah, I was about to say they, they were... <sighs> Game Freak was done being a series that may had short um, RPG tiles and said, you know what, we need some of that Tales of Basiria energy of just, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ad Infinitum <laughs> coming to everything but the Nintendo Switch September 14th, a survival horror game. Batten mm. Kaitos... One and two HD remaster is coming to Nintendo Switch September fourteenth as well. The Crew Motorfest is coming to PS uh, to PC, PS five, PS four, and Xbox Series X and one. Also September fourteenth. Also that same date we have Inspector Gadget Mad Ooh. Time Party coming to oh, all platforms. <laughs> we have Monster Hunter Now coming to iOS. Oh, okay. You can play it now while you're shitting. Mortal Kombat 1, also mm. coming out September 14th to... Oh. Nin- what? Nintendo Switch? What? Are they streaming? Yeah. What? I think... So. I don't actually know now that you say that. How the fuck Let's is check. that going to Nintendo Switch? My God, that's crazy. But anyway, yeah, yeah it's oh, yeah. coming to everything except for the old-gen hardware. <laughs> yes, which is insane to me. How is it coming to Switch and not PS4 and Xbox One? <laughs> What is happening? Uh, oh. Anyway, the premium editions come on September 14th. September 19th is the standard. So, you know, whatever. Mugen Souls Z. Okay. Coming to <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Samum uh, uh, Aeterna coming to all platforms <laughs> September 14th as well. And finally, September 15th, we have NASCAR Arcade Rush. Holy shit. There are so many JRPGs at the moment. I feel like every week that I read off the games coming up in the next week, I'm getting tongue twisted with all these crazy bullshit names. But Anthony, did any of those crazy bullshit names stand out to you? Nothing really. Even Mortal Kombat 1, while I am excited for it, it's not something i'm rushing at at the moment i will say um myth force is kind of a fun concept of this the saturday morning first person cartoon thing which is kind of neat and um ad infinitum or i'm not sure how you pronounce it uh as a horror game set in world war one like trenches sounds actually really fucking interesting um so i might pick up one of those two next month if i've got time in between other games kind of <laughs> doubt it um but yeah, going back to just I, hold on, what the fuck? How the fuck? Anyway, 
I'm looking at it. It does not seem like the Switch version is streamed. I think it's just going off the card. Because there's nothing I'm seeing online that's referring to it being a stream. I could be wrong. Then it is just... Um, if that's the case, it is just nuts that there's no PS4 and Xbox One version. Because yeah, yeah, like, I'm not sure how that works. Apparently it runs like... According to what it's saying is like, it's running like complete shit. So I'm not surprised. But yeah. the fact that it runs at all is, is kind of... Um... Look, they got Doom yeah, running uh, on Switch and it looked okay and that wasn't streamed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could definitely see where they had to make sacrifices. Um, I might download Monster Hunter now. I do like Monster Hunter. I do like mm. playing games while I'm doing poos. Um, mm. If it's not too crazy in depth, which, you know, is very much a Monster Hunter trait. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to sit there in a stat screen for... 10 minutes when I'm playing on a fucking mobile. It's not the kind of about to say platform that I want to do that shit. But yeah, if it's, you'll be spending more time if, on the game than the pooping. Exactly. If they simplify the fuck out of it, I've got a feeling it's like going to be a Monster Hunter now. It sounds like it's going to be like Pokemon Go. You know what I mean? I'm mm. going to have to go walking around and touch grass and that grass will contain <laughs> monsters to attack <laughs> i don't know whatever yeah uh but i know Loki's probably excited i'd say about that pokemon scarlet and violet dlc because uh he loved that final area of the game area zero he had a he had a blast um so more of that i'm sure he's excited for but yeah not, mm -hmm. not a lot out coming out that is of interest for me, a lot of people will be interested in the Crew Motor Fest, and obviously, as you mentioned, Mortal mm. Kombat 1, there'll be a lot of people who are pumped for that. So, for those of you out there who are excited for that, I'm excited for you, but right now, I am way too busy with Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3. Speaking of that, Anthony, how about we talk about the games that we've been playing? Now... <laughs> Anthony, I know you're our co-host, so you're not our guest, so I feel totally no. fine just <laughs> jumping in and starting off with the impressions here. Now, I, th I think, oh, look, I do want to start with Starfield, as it is the big release this week. We've, we've talked a lot oh, yes. of Boulder's Gate 3 on this show. Like, not only have we talked about the PC release multiple times, we talked about all the other releases, such as Early Access and all they've added content and whatever... We've been talking <laughs> a lot of Baldur's Gate 3 for a very, very long time. So we'll probably, I guess, keep that a bit more brief. Keep it snippy. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, honestly, I'll keep Starfield pretty snippy as well, too, because I haven't had a ton of time with it. Now, when I say I haven't had a ton of time with it, I've played 10 hours. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so for like most games, you'd be like, well, okay, you should be <laughs> very much well and truly into it. But it is exactly what they call it and that's a bethesda rpg <laughs> and bethesda mm. rpgs are very meaty and long and mm. full of sperm i just realized i was describing something not a video oh shit sorry uh, it's very <laughs> they're, 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 there's a lot of girth to the why do i keep making it sound sexual <laughs> <laughs> when i'm observing the shaft hold on <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me no look yeah starfield i'm having a really really good 
time with it so far. I think I've just been that hungry for a Bethesda RPG. It's been such a long time since we've had a game like this. And like, honestly, just no one does it like Bethesda. I love the Outer Worlds. And I think for the experience that it is, it's fantastic. It's really good. I think genuinely has better writing than Bethesda titles, but it's a smaller experience. It's 50 hours. And that's Mm. if you're doing everything. It's not going to be the case when it comes to Starfield. No, no, no. There's going to be... I, I'm guessing it's... I'm probably going to spend 100 hours in this world uh, and I probably would not have seen everything that there is available to see in Starfield. Uh, so, for people who don't know, Starfield is Bethesda's first go at a space RPG and they're going for like a... Uh, it's You know, it's like... It's the future, but not crazy in the future. I think it's like 2313 mm. or something like that. So, it's a... Something like that. So, it's a couple of hundred years in the future. So, not mm. they're not going too off the wall. The the, the ships are kind of almost reminiscent of uh, spaceships that you would see today. Of, you know, the, the kind of uh, white panel looking kind of thing. Uh, and mm. because of that, you're also seeing that the, a lot of the uh, architecture and, and a lot of the way that the humans live in their culture, th- there's a lot of similarities to to how our culture and whatnot is now. And basically, the whole, the whole idea is that uh, Earth had some kind of magnetic shift or some issue that they knew was coming up and was going to make Earth uninhabitable. So they did a mass evacuation of every single person on the planet. Now, Mm. you know, this is just what I've heard from some like propaganda machine that I came across in in the first city, New Atlantis. Uh, So, you know, who knows, maybe I'll find out later on that not everyone got rescued or or whatever Mm. the story is going to be. But that's that's the the thing they say. And that's how the United Colonies were made, that just Earth took out and colonized all the local planets and 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 whatnot no yeah it's a fascinating sort of idea to start the world because you've already seen like factions start to form and those factions starting to war with with one another as they do in these bethesda titles but yeah so far the the story i have found intriguing the main story stuff (laughs) maybe i'm not quite as interested as the uh Mm. the side story stuff i'm finding myself constantly getting distracted with the the different things that i that i can do um, but it, it's all been a lot of fun so far. The combat is the best that I've seen in any Bethesda title. Now, it is no Doom, okay? It is no arcane game. There's no Dishonored. It's no Deathloop. You're not going to get into it and be like, oh, yeah, this is the best shooting ever. But, you know, these are the sacrifices that you make when you're playing these massive narrative-based RPGs mm. and it's it's a massive improvement on Fallout 4 in my opinion it just feels super smooth and fluid and um it's it's yeah better than I was expecting which is I was expecting just okay so yeah it's like probably yeah. like a <laughs> six and a half or seven out of ten in the the combat area which for a Bethesda RPG where I'd say that usually a lot lower than that that's that's not too bad I am missing <laughs> vats a little bit though not because the combat specifically needs it just because vats the mechanic where it, it slows down time in Fallout and you can pinpoint different uh, body parts yeah. 
it's just a really really fucking cool mechanic <laughs> it's something mm-hmm. that it would be cool to see in any video game so i i am missing that aspect so far um or oh, i should mention that there's a reason i can even actually fucking play this and big shout out to aaron who he's a madman and has three Xbox consoles. He's got two Series <laughs> X's and a Series S. I'm like, hey mate, is you using that Series S right now? Because this Starfield's looking pretty, pretty good. This <laughs> this FOMO is getting a little bit o- overwhelming. Uh, I need my my <laughs> dose of of Starfield. You got to give me that Phil Spencer goodness. And uh, yeah, he lent me the <laughs> Series S, and I got to say, I'm very impressed with how it's running. There's been uh, it runs at 30 frames per second, but very smooth 30 frames. I've found uh, in the big city, New Atlantis, it's been uh, losing a bit of few frames here and there. And some planets where there's a bit of weather effects going on, on it might lose frame rate a tad. But nothing mm. compared to Jedi Survivor from earlier this year. Like, hmm. nowhere near anything like that. Like, n- not enough... I would argue for it to harm the experience for me. Obviously, you're not getting 4K, but we know this because I'm playing this on an Xbox Series S, and as we discussed earlier, it is an underpowered console. But yeah, so far, running quite well, and it's just been a blast just jumping into another Bethesda RPG. Uh, I, I'm I'm bloody stoked for Starfield, and it, it it's $12. So if you... To get console game pass or just pc game pass if you're not getting ultimate it's 12 bucks so you're getting mm. an rpg which is going to give you so much content so much playtime for the cost of your game pass subscription which is a, a fucking insanely good deal and i would mm. argue you know i've only just started starfield um as i said i'm only 10 hours in i don't know how it's going to shake out by the time i'm finishing it but this is the first of Microsoft's, you know, uh, big hitters as far as their first party games are concerned. Since the Xbox Series X was released, uh, Halo Infinite was botched, Redfall was botched, probably others. <laughs> like, you know, probably. <laughs> the Forza games are fantastic, you know, and they've been good on Xbox Series X as well, too, but it's not something that's going to sell systems. And oh shit, I think Starfield could be that thing that makes people look at microsoft and want to get on board um yeah, yeah anthony uh i i know you, you <laughs> haven't played starfield uh no. but do, do you have any <laughs> questions for me about it at all uh not really um i am i'm good to hear that yeah obviously you're enjoying it and it's good to see that yeah bethesda is kind of back to form so to speak I'm um, releasing a good RP, uh, good RPG, and that yeah, Xbox finally has a game to actually get people on board, um, because that that has really been the sticking point for I think me as a consumer is I don't actually have a problem with an Xbox. I would have picked one up. The problem is they just don't have any games that I want to mm. play. Oh uh, well, they have games that I want to play, but not exclusive. I I can play them on my PlayStation or my admittedly not great laptop, but I can play games I want on my laptop. But yeah, Starfield is the first game where I'm looking at it going, I might need to pick up an Xbox to play this because <laughs> my laptop can't handle it. It's going to explode just looking at it. Um, so yeah, I guess my only question is, um, you mentioned, yeah, the side content is obviously 
more interesting than the main content, but you're not very that you're not that far into the game, so that may change, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> oh, look at all of this stuff that I'm saying could change, you know. Yeah. I, I, it could be like the PS3 version of Skyrim and the more you play the game the more broken it becomes. I don't yeah. know. That's that's a that's the fun of Bethesda. <laughs> you know, I could get 80 hours in and then all of a sudden the game the frame rate just crashes and it doesn't seem to recover. But I haven't heard reports of that happening with uh, any of the versions thus yet. Um and you know yeah. it, I would I would have to say that this is from the Bethesda games I played at launch which Skyrim, admittedly, I played a bit later on after launch, but I played Fallout 4 at launch. I would say, it, 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 even compared to Skyrim when I played it a bit later after patches, this has been the smoothest experience that I've ever had mm. with a Bethesda game. Now, that's not to say there hasn't been bugs. I've, as you guys have seen yeah. in the chat, I have found plenty of little bugs here or there. So far, there's been nothing game-breaking. I did have a, an issue where I couldn't get into my ship until I restarted the console, but thanks to Quick Resume, I restarted the console. The game didn't close, and I could Ugh. pick it up and just keep playing immediately. <laughs> lousy, inf- lousy, beautiful console. <laughs> it was really cool. I was thinking, how did it even <laughs> fix the issue if the game didn't close? But still, it somehow fixed the issue, and I could get into the ship. So you're not going to have Ugh. a perfectly smooth experience, but... Compared to what you've had in the past, it's it's so far been a lot better. We'll see what happens, see how it shakes out, if there's any mm. broken quests later on down the track, but who knows. Now the, the- I'm glad you uh sorry, I'm glad you went back to dick metaphor there. It's not gonna be a perfectly smooth experience like you've had before. <laughs> And uh, look, it's definitely not without its issues. Uh, that that is for sure. That there's, I've definitely got criticisms of it. It is so much a Bethesda RPG that it still hasn't changed one of the things that has always been a pain mm. for me in Bethesda RPGs. In that every almost every room you go in or every new sort of area you go in you have to load into that area which is really annoying at this point we've had the witcher 3 right that came out in 2015 so eight years ago you could enter every single interior in that game without any loading whatsoever its map size was four times the size of Fallout 4, which Fallout 4, yeah. you still had to load into most buildings. Uh, very rarely could you just walk into one. And yeah, they've, they've done that here with Starfield. And it definitely, in certain situations, it can definitely kill the immersion because the takeoff and the landing is just a cinematic. Eventually, it, it kind of makes the flight feel almost pointless and trivial. It's like, well, I could do the lo- the cinematic and take off into space and then fly, jump over to the next system and then fly to wherever the planet is and then hit land and then watch the animation, the- watch the cinematic again. Or I could just fast travel and it will yeah. cut out all of that. I-, I-, I just, it would have been really cool if we could step, you know, just step onto our ship without loading. You'd load to get onto your ship and then take Ugh. off into space without loading and then fly to a planet and just land on it. That would have been really, really cool experience and would have been far more immersive. But yeah, unfortunately, because of the way they've done it, it kind of just feels like it's all just loading screens to me. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that's, yeah, you don't want that in a game like this. Immersion kind of is king. And it, yeah, if you're breaking the immersion every time you go to a planet, which is a big part of the game, yeah. um, that's not, that's not good. Yeah. Especially, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like the anti Spider Man problem. Where Spider Man PS4 was like, here's a fast travel option. It's like, I'm never fucking using that. Mm. I'm going to be, like, traveling because traveling is so fun. It's obviously a different thing. But, yeah, when, when you're playing a game and your first thought is fast traveling would be easier yeah. um, than, like, sitting through all these cutscenes and all this loading time, even though that's kind of the point. You should be wanting to watch the cutscenes, enjoying the flight and all that. that that's that's not good. That That's not something you want your player base thinking is this well... Not well-crafted, but this designed experience is now just irrelevant because it just takes too long or is too inconvenient compared to the one small loading bit you've got to do if you fast travel yeah yeah that's not good <laughs> well what, what i think uh what, what i've ended up doing and i'll probably continue to do that if it's the first time i'm visiting an area i, I go to space and then i, I jump to that area because yeah. you can get things that happen sometimes in space where, like say you're in orbit of a planet someone will come up to and be like hey what are you doing here or uh, they might scan you yeah. to make sure you have no contraband on you before you uh, ah. enter into the planet. So there is things that happen which are immersive, but then you're still going, looking at the planet, and then holding X to land, and then watching mm. a cinematic, which you can just totally skip yeah. as well too. It just it all it all definitely feels like loading. And some other immersion breaking things, like uh, the very first city I went to, I'm like, oh, this looks really really cool. This is fun to explore. There's lots of people to talk to. Uh, but it has that problem with massive cities in video games where there's just not enough power under the hood to fully populate it. Uh, yes. I, thought, I thought they did a really good job with Cyberpunk 2077 in, in filling out enough NPCs to make the, the city actually look like a sprawling and, and busy city, which, takes you know, we've all been to busy cities, or most of us. We know what they look like, and, it, and it's not like how they look in most video games. And, you know, some areas they'll do an okay job if it's, like, not too big an area. You know, they might have 20 to 30 NPCs in there. It's like, okay, they've filled this out right. But then you'll, you'll, you'll step around a corner, and there'll just be this giant open space space and just three npcs sort of just yeah. wandering around it's like okay this feels like a, like a ghost town like are they dealing with a pandemic yeah like we did years ago <laughs> on this planet like what what why, uh, why is there no no people uh so you, yeah, you do get yeah. a, a little bit of that here and there now one of the biggest criticisms is there's no fucking maps outside of just seeing Ooh. a whole fucking planet so if you are in a giant sprawling city you have no way of knowing where to go other than just following the objective markers. So thankfully, people have made maps online, but they shouldn't have to, Bethesda. <laughs> Why? Mm. I get they did have to map out a fucking solar system, all right? So, you know, props to them. They've done a fuck ton of work here. But funnily enough, where I don't really need that much help and detailed map is when I'm looking <laughs> at a fucking solar system. Where I need yeah. help is finding where the vendor is in the city so I can go and sell the fucking 10 spacesuits that I have that's making me encumbered. Uh, and that's another thing. Yeah. Encumbrance is back. If that's a problem for you, if the thing with the mechanic where the game will slow you down once you have too much weight, 
is a bother for you, you yeah, you, you're seeing it again here. And look, for me, I, I know to expect it in a Bethesda game, so it's not the biggest of worries. But I don't know. Like, it's it's just, it's not a fun mechanic. And I don't think there's any yeah. way around that. It's an, it's an immersive mechanic that's the least fun. Because <laughs> it's the one that makes you go, all right. God, stuff is heavy. <laughs> the first time I it happens, you're like, oh, that's yeah. right, I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Look, no, look, overall, I'm having a great time with Starfield, and I can't wait to really get stuck into it and see where all the different stories and stuff uh, will take me. Um, yeah, mm. I'll, I'll definitely be talking about it more in the coming weeks, but yeah, don't expect a review score for a very, very <laughs> long time time uh and there will be another game that i'll be playing for a very very long time and that is boulders Mm. gate 3 oh anthony you picked it up on playstation 5 as well as he bought it a second time just so he could play it with us (laughs) and hunter as well too so we had a full crew for this dungeons and dragons Console game or NPC yeah. game. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. Hunter came over this weekend and stayed over the whole weekend. So we've had three of us all in the same apartment playing the same game. Just yeah. like a bloody LAN party with uh, Lo- Lockie much. over at his place playing over on his end. Uh, yeah. How have you been finding Baldur's Gate 3, Anthony? Um, I, I've been loving it so far. I, I come from, I guess, the perspective of someone who's played, you know, D&D in the real world, I, I'm a dungeon master. I've played in probably uh, a handful of a handful of long uh, campaigns and all and, and like hundred not hundreds um probably dozens of um, one shots at this point. So I'm pretty familiar with um, the game of D and D, and it's it is a, it is a really fun way I think for a new people to get into D and D, but also for people who've played D and D to get a I think easier to do um how you how do i say this um experience mm. you you obviously don't have a dungeon master which is part of the experience but you you do have the story of the game set out for you you can go meet npcs you can interact with them how you want you've got to roll dice if you want to um make certain choices or progress the story in a certain way uh the character building is pretty in depth for um what I thought it would be. It's you don't get every option because there's just some options that wouldn't work for this game. Tr- trying to make an Arakocra in this game would be fucked. They're, they're like, they're bird persons. They, oh. they can fly across the map. Like it would completely fuck up the game where it's like, Oh, you can't reach that. It's like, fly up, grab. Yeah, you be careful. <laughs> Rochelle will come and get you if you're talking about Aaron's Cockra. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, I played a bit of the single player when we were taking a break from the multiplayer. And yeah, they're both really fun. Obviously, the single player, you don't have the, you know, the crew dynamic where it's like we're all making choices. We're all trying to strategize together. It's you going, all right, I can strategize all this. <laughs> um, but both are really fun for different reasons. There's there's just a lot of um, sometimes chaos, but also teamwork that comes with the, you know, four-person crew trying to make the game work. And it could be a lot of fun. Um, but I'll leave, I guess, maybe criticisms or nitpicks, I guess I have, till after you give your thoughts. But yeah, overall, 
very fun time I've had so far. Very fun time. Yeah, I right there with you, Anthony. I'm having so much fun playing Baldur's Gate 3 with you guys. The shit that can go down in this game is just insane. The amount of things they've thought of, all the different options that you have in every situation. I'm loving playing mm. my sorcerer with Riz so I can get all those persuasion <laughs> checks. It's just so fucking fun and satisfying um it's definitely pure chaos if you are playing with people <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd argue probably the more people you play with the more chaos that is going to ensue uh we, we had a situation where basically we ended up having to kill everybody <laughs> based on yep. the actions of just one of us and it was <laughs> it was traumatic <laughs> it really oh yeah was. it was a it was, it was almost i think two hours of just trying to sort that shit oh maybe not two hours probably an hour of just trying to sort out that one choice of just okay boys which, we gotta we gotta figure this out <laughs> which at, at which point we kind of like made up like came up with a rule which you kind of learn you have to do a little bit with 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 Baldur's Gate 3 I guess if you're playing with a lot of people and that you know no one could attack someone without talking to one of us first so we can you know strategize and you know not get pulled yeah. into an insane situation we don't want to be pulled into and uh yeah, yeah not to like steal or agitate <laughs> as as well too. I, and, and despite those rules I think we still ran into a few incidents the next day just so, some not by that choice. Some were just, oh, we walked around a corner and suddenly a fight's happening. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, and, th- and that's the, the beauty of it as well, too. Like, once we oh, pulled yeah. back on that, we could just have a lot more fun with the experience, I would say. Like, I, mm. I definitely had the most fun in our last play session last night. But that's because, oh, yeah, yeah, we weren't just <laughs> getting into fights left and right. We were sort of thinking about it and taking our time. And, and something that the game doesn't mm. obviously tell you, but... I'd say if you're playing multiplayer, be sure you do this because the auto saves are super infrequent. Save yes. a lot. Like and, and I'm not even talking about for the sake of save scumming because I'm not into that. I, I'm not a fan of yeah. save scumming. When I played The Witcher 3 the last time, every decision I made, I just I made sure that I live with it. But it's more for like, you know, someone yeah. accidentally does something, like accidentally selects yeah. something and fucks up or like a situation where we got in where we were stuck in a loop where our whole team just kept getting wiped. Yes, there was a, <laughs> there, there was an NPC we had killed and apparently we had to either not kill them or bring them back to life because otherwise they're just like, all right, I'm going to wake up and kill you. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no warning, no like, not even like when he die when they die, they're like, oh, bring me back otherwise i'll be back in like three days all week <laughs> um no like it's just like they there was like a cut scene that played it's like oh hey they're back and then it was like your party has been wiped <laughs> it's like oh okay <laughs> and no you don't even get like an option to fight him or fight them it's just no you you lose yeah, you just just dead immediately and we, we also had one bug that happened as well too so we lost Ooh, a, yeah, a, bit, that was a little annoying. bit of progress because of that as well uh so be aw- yeah. aware it's not like a perfectly smooth experience thus far mm. uh but so far like it you know it runs at a beautiful 60 frames per second it looks stunning 
on the PlayStation yeah. 5. I saw a tweet from Digital Foundry, which are the, you know, the people that know their shit when it comes to this stuff, and they seem to think that the PS5 is comparable to running at ultra settings on a PC, which is really, really cool. Um, you know, if, if someone else, if, if, you know, Larian had said this, I probably wouldn't be as inclined to believe it. But Digital Foundry, I yeah. don't see a reason why they would yeah. sort of make that up. But... Yeah, God, we had one encounter where one of us had to smear shit on our faces. We had another that encounter where someone got stabbed in the eye uh, intentionally. Oh, that, that was so good. There's, there's <laughs> just, I'm trying to be vague here because obviously the fun of this game is just all the little stories that you stumble across, but mm. there's just so many moments that just all had us yelling <laughs> through our microphones or, or just cracking up laughing or seething with rage. It's just such a fun experience and um, I'd be keen to check out the single player as well, too. Because, yeah, mm. shout out to Andrew from the Inconsolables. He said to me, like, you might want to start a single player run because it's it's pure chaos playing multiplayer. And, yeah, it has been a little bit hard to keep track of what's happening. Um, but I'm so glad that we're playing with a full crew. It is it is such a fun way to experience oh, yeah. this game. Yeah, it's, it's maybe not the way to experience the story but it is the way to experience the game mm. i think which i think is the important distinction is the game itself is very fun on your own but it doesn't have the chaos of again i've played real life dnd there are sometimes chaos just happens in dnd i've had so many encounters where a player will make a choice and the whole party just looks at them and go what are you doing why we're gonna have to deal with that now and then they did uh but uh not conversely but like on the other side of the coin it can work the other way where if you have a character who's like i said um uh regarding the eye stabbing thing i did that because i was just like you know what i i feel like my character would be at this point willing to accept this so yeah just Keep doing it. They want they want to get the thing out, so keep stabbing my eye. And the way it plays out is just so funny of just, oh, this situation isn't going well. Don't worry, I have the thing for this. And just, it gets worse <laughs> until it basically gets to the point where you're like, well, yeah, that's obviously what's going to be the outcome. But then I got like a really cool thing out of it. Because it's like, oh, as an apology for that, here you go. And it's like, woo. All, the, all that kind of fun stuff. It was a hilarious and satisfying pay off to what was just a, a, a daunting and, and hilarious moment. It was so yeah. funny. And it was just out of nowhere as well, too. Uh, yeah, really, it was just really like cool. someone showed up and was like, hey, I can do this for you. And it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's see what happens. It, it gave me my favorite, like, I think dialogue option I've had so far in this game where normally your dialogue is like a lot of, like, You'll, you'll say, like, a whole sentence. This one was just noises. It was even, like, like, ah! It was, like, just noises you could make in pain oh. as they keep stabbing you. It's like, oh, that's fun. So good. Um, look, oh. yeah, aside from, you know, the, the chaos of playing multiplayer, it is so much fun. Just be, be aware if you're playing multiplayer out there. Just, yeah, save as much as you can. I think we've mm. played... We've clocked either 10 or 12 hours, something like that, but it took about 16 hours to get to there because we that's, got set that's, back yeah. multiple times. So now pretty much after most conversations, I'm just making sure I save because I, I'm hosting, so I'm the only one who can save. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You've got to make sure the host is saving it because if you as a player are like, oh, I want to save before I start talking in case like I, do, I say something wrong and we start another war mm. with an entire camp of 30 people, 
you can't. It, it's all on the host. Yeah. So make sure to keep an open line of communication of please save the game. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say uh, that they've done an impressive job of porting this to console. Mm. There, there, there are a lot of menus and a lot of systems that are going on. And it's surprisingly easy and intuitive to do most things. There's definitely been times where I've had to ask you and Lockie how to do certain things. I think some yeah. stuff comes a bit more instinctively to people who have played D&D and Lockie's obviously played the PC version already. But yeah, Lockie said the same thing. He's played both versions and he's impressed with how it handles on PlayStation. So yeah, sounds pretty good in, in that department. But um, I, I, yeah. I, I think I, I we're obviously going to be playing this for a while. It's going to take a while to get through yeah. it. It's, it's a really long game and we're just sort of following... Mm just whatever bullshit is thrown at us. So who knows how long yeah. this experience is going to be, but um, I, I'm all for it. I'm really enjoying it. And probably once I finish Starfield or maybe later on, once, once all the game releases finally quiet down, which isn't really till like, mm. I, I think the last big game yeah. of the year for <laughs> me is Frontiers of Pandora, the uh, Ubisoft oh, God, Far Cry yeah. game, which is not coming out until like the start of December. So, it is a crazy season of video games coming up, and uh, but yeah, I look forward to doing a, a solo playthrough of Baldur's Gate three at some point. It is it is it is awesome. I see what all the fuss is about, and I can't wait to play more of it with you guys tonight after we eat dinner. Well, I want to play more tonight. Hopefully, Lockie's keen. <laughs> I was about to say, hopefully. Um, yeah, I guess uh, just to jump back on and again a final pin in this, I guess. Yeah, the. The menus are a little daunting at first because it's just like, oh, so many options. Mm. But but once you get a hold of them after, I'd say, maybe your first or second combat encounter, you're like, I know what this is. Yeah. I know where to go now. The menus are all separated in ways that make sense where it's like, here's your movement options. Here's your attack options. Here's your items. It's like, okay. And, and open world traversal is really easy as far as I'm aware. It's There's nothing really, um, how, how do you say... There's nothing really that stops you from, like, you know, traveling easy. Other There's only the one thing. millions of events that happen to you on the way, I feel like every three steps we're getting into trouble. <laughs> yes. And it's, well, yeah. And that's In a good just, way, think, though. It's fun. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like, as, again, a DM, it, it emulates that thing where, you, where, you're, uh, where you're describing, like, a room, and your player's like... Uh, and you're like, oh, there's a creaky chair over there. It's like, creaky chair? <laughs> and they just run over to the chair. It's like, it's a creaky chair. It's like, tell us more. <laughs> what is the chair there for? It's like that like energy of just everything is important. Touch everything. It's, it's going to be relevant, I swear. <laughs> so yeah, it, I love that. I do love that Like there is so much just interactivity. Like My favorite, I think, prompt was like, pickpocket the rat it's like why <laughs> what's the rat gonna have it's like no but i can pickpocket it it's like let me pickpocket the rat it's like okay <laughs> oh it's just yeah like so many options so much fun and just yeah i um, again i agree immediately can see why people love it so much there's just so much to do yeah so much to see oh <laughs> oh and we should have a shout out to uh like the character creation it's just ridiculous mm. you have so many oh, options yeah. when it comes to creating your character Lockie made <laughs> Lockie made a Keanu Reeves type elf looking yeah. thing who is just naked all the, time. all the time and it is so fucking funny just to weird see this weird naked elf like Keanu Reeves in all these combat and tense uh, d diplomatic situations. Yeah, fucking fantastic. 
oh, you just sometimes it, the camera will cut to a certain angle. And it's just it, it doesn't show his face, so it's just the dong, <laughs> all dick, <laughs> all dick. It's just like, oh, hello. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Uh, You have anything Uh, left to say on uh, the PS5 version of Baldur's Gate 3, Anthony? uh, Nothing really. It's, again, running very smoothly. The few bugs we've run into, there's only been one that was actually, like, game-breaking, where it just wouldn't... We we couldn't do anything. It it just stopped us. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, there's only been, like, small, weird bugs where it's like, whoops, something moved. Okay, whatever, just go back. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a cow, like, just, like, flip the other direction and then flip back <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um, very minor stuff. Uh, I've, I've definitely seen more in my first 10 hours of Starfield, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> speaking of Baldur's Gate 3, let's finish up this episode so we can get back to playing more of Baldur's Gate 3. Thank you so much, Anthony, for filling in for Lockie once again. No, it wasn't a packed That's week right. of news, but it's nice to do these sort of like shorter, tightly packaged episodes. That was a lot of mm. fun. It was a lot of fun, yeah, and it, yeah, it is a bit of a quieter week, but th- sometimes that's good because you know sometimes you just want to get back to playing Baldur's Gate free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> you don't want to spend an hour and a half recording. It, it happens when there's big game releases though, as well too. I think it, mm. everyone's focusing on that. You'll see like ten stories about how someone's modded hairy chess into Starfield because that's what everyone's yeah. talking about that's what's going to get the clicks but uh, Anthony absolutely you know what I want to get the clicks your podcast people oh. where can they find them yeah uh, you can find again uh, what do you think about this where all good podcasts are sold uh, your Apples your Spotify's your Googles and again you can find us over on Twitter or X um uh, at W-D-Y-T-A-T-Pod. Uh, uh, hit us up if you want to be in an episode or you want to talk to us about stuff. We're always there waiting for new people. Do it. It's fun. I like it. Mm. Talk about nerd shit. We'll find, it's good yeah. stuff. <laughs> good shit. <laughs> Go and check it out. You'll find all of Anthony's links in the description of the podcast down below as well as all of News to Reviews links. But if you really want to help out news to reviews or what do you think about this or any podcast that you like, the easiest way you can do that is by rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you happen to listen to it. Some people click on podcasts based on the reviews alone. So you may help that podcaster get more listeners. Anthony, you've usurped Lockie once again this week. That means you Uh. get the honor, dare I say, the privilege of taking those words of wisdom and and releasing them to the ether what what have you got for us just make sure that you put as much love and care into your life as people are putting into 4k hd ball mods (laughs) for starfield Oh, everyone out there, please download the hairy chest mod for <laughs> Starfield, if you're into that. And take care of yourselves and take care of one another. <laughs> <laughs>